Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, welcome to our Good Friday service, our Victory family, everyone joining us online. It's great to have you with us. You know, we call it Good Friday and with good reason because it's good for us. But you know, it wasn't good for Jesus. And when I say that, that's an understatement. In actual fact, it was a horrible day. If we could combine all of our horrible days put together, Jesus faced something that was far worse than that. It all started for him on the Thursday night when they had a meal together, which has since become known as the Last Supper. And Jesus, after the meal, decides to wash the disciples' feet. And Judas used that moment to sneak out and arrange with the authorities, the religious authorities, to betray Jesus. And so having washed the disciples' feet, Jesus decides to go to the place of Gethsemane to pray. Jesus knew that he was about to face a big day, a bad day, a terrible day. And he decides to go with the disciples to pray. And the prayer that he prays is found in Luke chapter 22, verse 42, where it says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. And in this moment, Jesus is is sweating droplets of blood. He's under extreme, agonising stress at this moment in his life. And yet, he adds to this prayer, yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus is preparing his heart. He's preparing his mind for what he's about to face. And I believe that's a lesson for us when we're about to go into a tough day, a tough season, a tough moment, much like we are right now in this season with COVID-19 on the rise. The best thing we can do, like Jesus, is get before God and take it to prayer. Because Jesus finds His strength in this moment as He prays to God the Father. He takes His time just to pray. We need to be praying at this time, church. Let's continue to pray. After He prays, their prayer meeting is cut short by an interruption. A squadron of soldiers comes to arrest Jesus. Judas had arranged a signal. The man that he kisses is the one you need to arrest. Which is interesting to me that Jesus, though the Son of God is so normal and so natural, that there needs to be a signal arranged in order to identify who He is. And after this kiss, Jesus is taken away, much to the surprise of all the disciples gathered there. And the Bible tells us that all those that were closest to Jesus in that moment, they left Him. And it was there that Jesus alone faced not one, not two, but six trials. And all of them were illegal. They all took place at night. And they were looking for evidence to accuse Him. But how do you accuse an innocent man? And so they had to come up with some false evidence and and none of them stuck. 
In actual fact, the only thing they could accuse him of was his answer to the question, are you the Son of God? And Jesus answered, I am as you have said. And so on this charge of blasphemy, the religious leaders got together and pleaded their case with Pilate and some of the other authorities that they would crucify this man. And though Pilate saw no reason to crucify him, he gave way to the pressure of the people and he was persuaded to release another prisoner by the name of Barabbas. They released a criminal, a guilty man, and they arrested and charged an innocent man to be crucified. Jesus was crucified and this crucifixion was prophesied some 800 years earlier. We read in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5, but He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him and it's by His wounds that we are healed. All those things, those four things all happened to Jesus. But you know what? They happened to Him, but they were for our benefit. You see, Jesus in that moment chose purpose over pain. Isaiah highlighted four things and I wanna look at them very quickly, but in chronological order. The first thing that we see is that Jesus was wounded. You see, after He was arrested, we read that He was stripped, He was beaten, and He was flogged. You need to understand something about the whip that they used. This was a savage instrument. It was called a cat of nine tails. It was made of nine leather straps. And on each of those nine leather straps, They tied in pieces of stone and rock and glass and nails. And then in order to make the whip heavier, they would dip that whip in water. And they would proceed to whip the criminal 13 times across the right shoulder. And then 13 times across the left shoulder. And then 13 times down the middle of his back. That's 39 stripes. 39 lashes that Jesus received. The punishment was so brutal that it often killed the criminal right there and then. And it's there that Isaiah addressed that it's by His wounds, or some translations say by His stripes, we are healed. You see, Jesus was whipped so that we could experience healing in our body. And that is good news, church. He was wounded and it's by those stripes that you and I can be healed in our body. Not only was he wounded, but Isaiah said that he was also punished. You see, after he was flogged, he was taken to the praetorium, which was kind of like a locker room for the guards. 
And the guards thought they would play a sick joke upon Jesus and His claims that He was a king. And so they twisted a crown, but it was a crown like unlike a normal crown. It was a crown made of thorns. And they placed that crown of thorns upon His head. And those thorns dug deep into His skull and blood poured from His forehead. You see, the punishment that brought us peace, the Bible says, was on Him. And it was this crown of thorns that was placed upon His head meant that you and I could experience peace in our mind. In other words, He went through pain in His head so that we wouldn't have to go through pain in our mind. Every one of us is searching for peace. You ask people today, what do they crave? It's peace in this crazy world in which we live. And it's in John chapter 14, verse 27 that we read, peace I leave with you. Jesus says, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. And then He goes on to say, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Jesus chose purpose over pain. He suffered a horrific Friday in order that we might have a good Friday. He was wounded. He was pierced. You see, after He was mocked, beaten, He was forced to carry His cross. This cross weighed about 150 pounds and He had to carry it by Himself some 600 metres along the Via Della Rosa. But He was so weak, He stumbled and fell. And a man by the name of Simon was called out of the crowd and, and forced to help Jesus carry the cross. And when He reached the place where He was to be crucified, they nailed Him to that cross. They nailed both hands and they nailed His feet. Isaiah said He was pierced for our transgressions. You see, He was nailed to the cross that we might experience forgiveness in our hands and in our feet. See, hands represent everything you've ever done. And our feet represent everywhere you've ever been. The good news for us today is because Jesus Christ was pierced on that cross, whatever we've done, wherever we've ever been, there is forgiveness for you as there is for me. And the Bible says it this way, that He remembers our sins no more. Why? Because our sins have been paid for in full. And they've not only been paid for in full, but our sins have been forgotten. He remembers our sins no more. That's good news, church. And the good news is if He forgives us and He doesn't remember our sins anymore, we can forgive ourselves. We can give ourselves rest this Easter. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14, it says, How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself unblemished to God, 
Cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. He chose purpose over pain. He was not only pierced, but Isaiah tells us that He was crushed. You see, after hanging on the cross for a few hours, the Bible records that He breathed His last. And when Jesus breathed His last breath, this was a surprise to the soldiers. They were surprised that He was dead so soon. You see, you could hang on the cross for a number of days, but in a number of hours, Jesus had given up His Spirit. And so the soldiers who were nearby, just to prove that He was actually dead, grabbed a spear and they pierced His heart to confirm His death. And we see that not only blood flowed, but blood and water flowed out of the side of Jesus which proves that He didn't die of suffocation, but He actually died of a heart attack. Jesus quite literally died of a broken heart. His heart was crushed. He was crushed for our iniquity. And the spear to the side of Jesus' body was that you and I might experience joy in our hearts. Let's be honest. How many of us have had a crushed heart and as a result, lost our joy? But Jesus experienced our pain so we can experience His joy. The good news on this Friday is that He heals the brokenhearted. If your heart has been broken, because of a loss of a loved one. Maybe someone said something unkind. Maybe you've been betrayed and you feel like your heart has been crushed. Then you're not alone. Jesus knows your pain. Jesus knows my pain. He felt the full weight of all that you or I ever experience. He's one who fully understands. And because of what He was willing to do and the pain that He was willing to endure upon that cross, it means that you and I today can have healing in our body. We can have peace in our minds. We can have forgiveness in our hands and our feet, all that we've ever done, and all the places that we've ever been fully, totally forgiven. And that we can have joy in our heart. That crushed spirit, that broken heart can find joy again because of what Jesus Christ experienced for you and me upon that cross. Church, I would love to pray for you this morning. So wherever you are, why don't we just close our eyes, just bow our heads just for a moment. As we pray, Father, I thank You for sending Jesus. Jesus, I thank You for laying down Your life for me.
and for this whole world. And my prayer is, Lord, that whatever we are facing today, we would find hope. We would find healing. We would find peace. We would find forgiveness. And we would find joy in You today. And I ask all of this in the precious Name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen, Amen. I thought this morning it would be right and fitting that we spend a little bit of time around the communion. You see, it was on the night that Jesus Christ was betrayed that He took the bread and He broke it. And He made a declaration that night that this bread represents His body that was about to be broken for you and for me. And He said, I want you to eat it in remembrance of what I'm about to do for you. And for the last 2,000 years, we've had the incredible privilege as a company of people to remember the incredible sacrifice of Jesus and what His body went through and just how badly it was broken for you and for me and for every person on the earth today. Likewise, on the same night, Jesus took the cup He says, this is a cup of a new covenant. It represents the blood that's about to be spilt for you. And I want you to drink it in remembrance of me. The Bible doesn't tell us how often we should partake in communion. But it does say that whenever we do it, we should do it in remembrance of Jesus and with an incredible gratitude in our heart for all that He's done. And so as we throw to an item right now, I wonder wherever we may be, we may be able to eat and drink today in remembrance. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 